from Vesuvius Network. How are you guys doing? My name is Rafa Rispo. As always, here again for another podcast. It is February 1st. It is transfer deadline day. We're going to get into it. We're going to get right into it. We're going to talk a lot about uh, the transfer market. Um, we're going to touch on a few other things like we have uh, Verona at home this weekend, the boring Lazio draw from this past weekend, uh, and it was boring to watch, but it wasn't a boring event. Tri-State Napoli Club uh, met with Serie A this weekend and had a very successful outing at Pizzatiello uh, in Pearl River, New York. Our friends Pizzeria. And uh, it was great. I uh, just want to say thank you for everybody that came out again, that got to chill with us in the Scudetto uh, trophy and the guys Connor and Alessandro from Serie A they were just magnificent people I want to thank Biz and Dan Niz for throwing on a throwing throwing us a great event I want to thank Gaetano president Pete uh, vice president you know and uh, you know myself I had a little to do with <laughs> the, the the weekend as well but just a great time all together a lot of people that came out just want to say thank you again um, but we'll talk about how that came to be and uh, and then you know we're going to kind of I'm going to kind of get into some comments that you you guys the fans you contributed to the podcast so Mercato guys uh, it ended today um, at the end of the day I am going to say that the Mercato was quasi-successful. And let's get right into it. Uh, our first signing was Pasquale Mazzocchi from Salernitana. Uh, permanent basis worth 3 million euro. Um, Mazzocchi is a uh, fullback and is in to provide some backup to Giovanni Di Lorenzo. Plays on the right. Uh, we've seen him already this season. He had a pretty rough start to the season. Got uh, red carded after just four minutes of being on the pitch. Um, was not a good look at all. Uh, <laughs> but uh, has played uh, since he came in for the Supercoppa. He did start against Lazio. Um you know, and he's he's played consistently for Sassuolo this season. Now, our next move was for Hamad Traore, who uh, is has played in Italy um, most of his career. He just moved to Bournemouth not long ago. I think it was the middle of uh, last season. Uh, but he's played for Empoli and Sassuolo. He, for Sassuolo, he's got about 100 and 
eight matches in about 16 goals. Um, the problem with the problem with Traore is he really hasn't played a lot for Bournemouth, and I feel like Bournemouth uh, uh, feels that they've wasted an investment on him and uh, decided to offload him. Now, what we see in him is hopefully uh, a player that is set on returning to action, but he had a bout with malaria that was discovered in December 2023, and um, his medicals seem to have cleared him to play, so we'll see what happens with that. But I think it's a great signing. Um, it's a deal that's a loan, uh, but with a an obligation to buy with conditions uh, at the end of the season, and that would be worth twenty five million. Uh, but uh, kind of on the same day or right around the same time, we made it official for Cyril Ngonj from Verona, which is my exciting transfer of the season. Um, Ngonj comes in. Uh, on a, a permanent basis, 18 million euro. I think it's a great deal. I think it's something that we might need for the future. Um, and I think he provides r instant relief for a guy like Politano, but also can play in the middle. Um, and I'm very, very excited about him. He scored a lot of really nice goals for Verona uh, and and. I've been watching him for a while, and I like the move. I really do. Uh, then we got Leonard Dendonker, who is in as a loan with an option to buy from Aston Villa, and uh, that would be a 9 million euro investment in the summertime. Uh, Dendonker, for me, it was a little bit uh, iffy at first, but then I read up on him because I wasn't too familiar with him, and he can play... Uh, he's a defensive midfielder, but can also play as a center back. As a matter of fact, he's got over, he's got almost a hundred matches under his belt at the center back position. Um, when you put together club and um, international play, um, and I think he could be a good fit for the defense. We did get the young kid Matija Popovic who is Serbian international, um, born in Germany, but he's only 18 years old. He actually just turned 18. He was actually named one of the best players born in 2006, um, and he hasn't had a, a youth. He hasn't had a senior international debut yet. As a matter of fact, he hasn't even played in the senior level on a club yet. So uh, Napoli have acquired him from his youth team partisan, but um, it was a free transfer. So, But here's the thing with him, and, and this is really weird. Um, I guess the deal is that Popovich actually has signed from his free to Monza. He has not signed a deal with Napoli, but the agreement is that Monza signs him for free for the rest of the season, and then when he's done, Napoli signs him for free 
because his deal with Monza is only up until the end of the season. So that's the um, that's the agreement between Napoli and Monza. Now, I don't really know how to feel about that. I feel like anything can happen with things like that. But like I said, the deal is up with Monza at the end of the season, and he, he is to sign with Napoli um, come July. So he's another really interesting signing because he's an attacking midfielder, and he apparently can play um, on either side of the ball as well. So Popovich coming in, and and he he's a very he's a very sought after. I mean, Milan actually was supposed to sign the kid. He was ready to come um, to Milan, and I guess that didn't work out, but. He's listed as like a classic center forward, right-footed, uh, had, had scored 21 goals in 25 appearances in the uh, Serbian youth division. Um, he's been on the Serbian under-17 squad, Had a, has a goal with them. Um, and like I said, he was, he was slated to go into Milan's Primavera side um, to get used to Italy, but... Uh, but that move didn't happen, and um, he's looking to settle into a club and start his journey, and it's going to happen with Napoli. I'm assuming he'll play his first match with Monza this weekend. Um, Looks like Monza plays Udinese Saturday morning at 9 a.m., so I'll be keeping an eye on that. Um, for more reasons than one. So that's our Mercato incoming. Uh, outgoing was, uh, obviously, you know, the big news was Elmas being sold to Leipzig for $25 million. Um, You know, the, the Elmas move was somewhat a mutual uh, agreement between Elmas and Napoli as... Elmas wanted to play a little more, and Napoli needed to offload. Um, however, Elmas really hasn't played that much for Leipzig right so far. I mean, a handful of appearances off the bench, uh, a few minutes here and there, and really what's different between his Napoli stint and the first few weeks of his Leipzig stint. But, you know, such as that, uh, Elmas is a great servant to the club and, you know, a Scudetto winner. And I thank him eternally for everything he's contributed to this club. $25 million. Um, The rest of the moves that we made were loans. I should also mention before we move on that um, along with the purchases and loan deals with options to buy... Uh, for Napoli, uh, Pesce and Spavone from our Primavera, who were loaned out to Provercelli, have uh, those loan moves have ended, and they are back with Napoli now. When the, whether they get, I mean, I don't think there's time to loan them back out. They uh, they're pretty much um, on the roster for. Uh, the Primavera, I'm I'm assuming um, that that's what's going to happen. 
Uh, all right, so back to the transfers out. Uh, the rest of them are straight loans. There is not, uh, there's not a loan that was made to become an option to buy from the rest of these players. Zanoli is gone to Genoa. Zerbin in and Popovich are at Monza. Um, Vergara from the Primavera is also loaned out to Reggiana until 2025. It's a year and a half deal. And then just today, as the window closed, we had to make room for our roster. So we loaned out Gianluca Gaetano to Cagliari. Um, so there's that is. I mean, you know, some could say that we... Uh, didn't really do much when it comes to the transfer market and what ADL quote-unquote promised. I, I question the promise, by the way. Um, but I think we got a little better. I do. I mean, b besides Elmas leaving, you know, Traore could become as good, if not better, than Elmas. Um, I think his upside is, is great. Uh you know, we, 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 we serviced Di Lorenzo with a formidable backup. Zanoli really wasn't doing it. And we brought in a, an Italian national team caliber player. He's got a cap with the national team. Um, and uh, we got ourselves some good attack. You know, we're getting ready for the summer where Ossiman uh, pretty much already said he was leaving. And Ngonja is a right move. Dendonker really does, like I said, interest me. Um, and in my opinion, he's, he takes care of the center back position that we needed. Uh, and especially with Mazzotti moving the formation to a three-man back line. I think that this is good. Now... There are names that were thrown out this Mercato that we missed out on. Dragusin, Samarzic, uh, you know you know what happened with Samarzic. His father, he wants to join Juve. You know, his dad's a real problem, his agent dad. Uh, and then with the Dragusin move, I mean, we're competing with Tottenham. We're p competing with Premier League money and... And not for nothing, but Premier League ambitions from players. Players players growing up now idolize the Premier League and the Premier League teams and the Premier League players. And that's just the, the, the truth of the matter. We don't have to love it. I hate it. I hate the fact that, you know, the youth these days pay a lot of attention to the Premier League and want to go. Look at what Ossiman said. You know, I, I'd be hard-pressed. It, it would be really surprising if Osimhen does not go to the Premier League this coming summer. That's just where people want to be and you know, I don't like it at all, not one bit. But the truth of the matter is that we can't compete with the Premier League when it comes to money or when it comes to where players want to go. You know, uh so Dragosin didn't happen and then there was a lot of talk of Newhen Perez from Udinese. 
But the thing is, is that we would have had to have offloaded a center back and everybody was talking about Ostigard going to Genoa and Ostigard this and Ostigard that. Well, I got news for you. Ostigard under this three man actually has been playing really well. And I know that ADL said a few things at the beginning of the Mercato. Allegedly, allegedly, he said these things. But plans change as situations change, right? Now, uh, I'm going to go ahead and grade it at a... Uh, if I'm going to go 1 to 10, I'll do a 6.5 for now. I think time will tell. A lot of, uh, a lot of the uh, players that are coming in could be for the future. Uh I realize that there's a lot of work to do now to get to the Champions League, but when you think about it, you know, Ossiman is coming back. Angisa will be back this week. Um, Natan is back from injury. And I think if Napoli could just kind of figure it out, I know it's been tough. I know it's been ugly. We've We've conceded very, very little over the last few weeks in every competition. We haven't scored. But I really feel like that will change, you know. Um, this coming Sunday, we play Verona at the Maradona, which is important. It's in Gonja's ex-team. Um, it's a Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Um, Napoli pretty much dominate this fixture. And... Um, It'd be interesting to see what happens here. Uh, Verona need points because they are teetering with relegation. Actually, it's a three-way tie, 16th, 17th, and 18th. Verona, Udinese, Cagliari for, for the last relegation spot. Uh, so Verona needs needs to win. And yes, Napoli are in ninth place. Yes. So aesthetically, it looks really bad that Napoli are down in ninth. But one win and Napoli are still running for the Champions League. The difference between, uh, you know, fourth and tenth is five points. Five points. Napoli win and Roma lose. We're tied on points with them for fifth. So we have a a real shot still at the Champions League. Um. I know it doesn't look good because we're on the bottom of the left side of the table. But, you know, it, it just takes a couple games. You know, we have Verona this weekend, like I said. You know, and then after that, we have to play Milan on the road, which, you know, over the last few years has served us well. But who knows? They, they, they are playing, you know, I don't want to say they're playing great, but, you know, they are they're winning games. They they did just tie to Bologna. It was a tough game that they that they played uh, this weekend. Milan play against um, Frosinone, who's a tough team. We've we've seen that. Um, then Napoli played Genoa, and then it's Barcelona. I also kind of want to touch on Barcelona, who are struggling. Yes, they beat Osasuna yesterday, one 0 but it was a tough match. It was a very tough match. They they play a team with a little bit of quality who are compact defensively and who can score goals. They will get scored on. They lost 5-3 to three to Villarreal, 
um, last weekend where Villarreal took a 2-0 lead. Barcelona came back in the second half, scored three goals, and went up 3-2, right, in, in 11 minutes. And then from the 84th minute to the to the 112th minute, Villarreal scored three goals to win 5-3. You know, it, there's a lot of injuries there, a lot. They are not looking good, uh, even though the table suggests otherwise. 47 points, fourth place right now. Um, they're five points um, between them and Athletic Club Bilbao in fifth. So they're, you know, in a good position to qualify for Champions League next season as well. But Xavi, the coach, doesn't want to stay. He wants to leave. Um, you know, they're 10 points out of the, of the, the La Liga title race. But honestly... You know, it's it's a similar situation with Napoli in which, you know, they're both playing poorly. Napoli's table position doesn't really reflect their situation. But also Barcelona's table position doesn't really re- reflect their um, their game, their play right there. It doesn't really, like, they're, okay, yeah, they're in fourth place. Yes, they have 47 points on 14 wins, five draws, three losses. You got Real Madrid with 18, 3, and 1. Girona was 7, 4, and 1, right? So, uh, 17, 4, and 1. Okay. And, yes, they're they're up there, and they're win- they they find a way to win games. But it's not, it's, it's, a, it's a situation where if they play a good team, like I said, they will lose, and Napoli have a, very good chance at advancing from the Champions League. So you, we just have to wait and see how everything plays out. Like I said, Osimhen will be back soon. Uh, as far as the AFCON goes, Osimhen's um, uh, Nigeria beat Cameroon uh, with Angisa. So Angisa is back and he is available for this game to, uh, this Sunday against Verona. So is Natan uh, from injury. Uh, Osimhen go on to play, I think it's Angola in the quarterfinal. And honestly, Osimhen might have a really easy run to the final. So, you know, don't expect him back anytime soon. So I, I would like to see Ngon start this weekend. I think that's something that I, w- I would really like to see. Maybe if he doesn't start, maybe he gets a little more than 10 minutes. In the Lazio game, I was really upset with Mazzotti for making almost no moves until the 80th minute. I think he made one substitution. Um, I'm checking on it right now. It was yeah, it was it was the 70. It was the 60th minute. Gaetano came on for Deme. Uh, Deme was on a yellow card. Oh, also by the way, Deme was taken off the list uh, for the squad. Uh, so he was not released or he was not, you know, sold or, or, or loaned out, but he was removed from the squad list uh, to make room. Uh, so two guys that are not even here anymore, they, he, he subbed them in in the 60th minute. And then it took, you know, the 80th minute and Gonj came in for Aspadori and Mazzocchi came in for Mario Rui. And then Lindstrom didn't come in until the 84th minute. Uh, you know, with Den Donker for Zielinski. Um, also, Matteo Politano re-signs a contract till 2027. 
Um, I wonder how you guys feel about that. But, uh, you know, it, it was it was not a good game with Inter. It was uh, with, with Lazio. It was... You could, and I heard someone else mention this, and it makes a lot of sense. It, they could have been going through a lot of, you know, the Saudi Arabia um, jet lag, maybe, or the fact that they had to, to to fly out to play a couple games and fly right back and play again. You know, Inter and Fiorentina wasn't really that great of a game either. Uh, Inter won by the skin of their teeth, and uh, Fiorentina looked a little better than them. You know, and those were the two, the four teams that were out to Saudi Arabia to play for the Super Cup. So it's going to be interesting, to say the least. It is like you have to say, even though Napoli have had a really down season and a really bad title defense, you can't not be interested to see what's happening or to see what's going to happen. Um, and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um. Like I said, Matteo Politano resigns for Napoli until 2027 in a deal that is going to see him uh, making a few extra million. I think he goes up to uh, 3.2 million, which is not a lot of money, you know, for a pretty important player like Politano. It's not a lot of money. Um, I'm just checking on that as well, but he had a really good start with us, Politano. Six goals and four assists. He was at one point and might still be uh, the top scorer. I think he's only one off of Osimhen uh, in all competitions. Yeah, Politano has... Uh, Politano has re-signed and will be making three million net per season. Now, a little news came out that seems to be fake news is that uh, Napoli had offered officially a a re-signing deal for Kvadashkelia that would see him make three point five to four million a season, and Kvada's agents turned it down, asking for seven. But the report that came out seemed to be not true, as Kvadashkelia's agent who infamously battled with Osimhen last month, uh, came out and said that none of that is true. We're not talking to Napoli about a new contract just yet. We're fine where we are. And this happened once before. You know, the rumor mill went out about Kvadaskilia re-signing with Napoli and the agent turned it down. This is the second time in probably a year that that has happened um, there's still about three years or four years left on his deal now, currently. There's plenty of time. But if you think that $7 million is proper for Kvadaskelia, who's not been the same Kvadaskelia as last season, then I don't know what you guys are thinking. <laughs> there's no way. But again, the rumor the rumor has been debunked by the uh, Camp Kvadaskelia, let's say. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and get to everybody's contributions. I'd like to answer some questions here. So I'm going to go on to the Discord first. This is the SSC Napoli Discord. What I'm going to do is I'm going to post links to our Discords because I, I have questions from this Discord, the SSC Napoli, and then the Napoli Rant Discord as well. 
So this comes from Vesavius, um, and I think it's a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek question. My question is, is it okay for a club owner to say that the situation is their fault, but then proceed to have a net spend of negative zero despite having a hundred plus million in the bank? Nothing Napoli related, just a theoretical question. Side-eye emoji, Vesavius, if we're talking about Napoli then you're mistaken because we did spend a little money. We also made a little money. And yeah, we have good enough money in the bank. But I think you're a little off with that. You know, I think you are. Uh, let's take a look at, at the facts, okay? Uh, it turns out that Napoli spent about $55 million this offseason. Actually, in, in actuality... Napoli spent uh, $21 million, 18 for Ngonj, and 3 for Mazzocchi. But then we sold Elmas for 25 So actually, we made $4 million. So, yeah. Now, if we exercise the options to buy... All of the loaned players in from this winter mercato in the summer mercato value of the players that we will spend in the summer add up to 55 so um, there's that okay uh, Chappie Johnson says I forgot you were here well I'm not on discord a lot guys but uh, I'm happy that I went in there today because I got to reconnect with some of you guys. ADL will always make comments like that, whether it's true or not, during times when the team is playing poorly, to take the attention of the team slash players and put it on him. You know, and uh, I hate to toot his horn because everybody thinks I'm such an ADL, you know, enthusiast, but it's true. You know, you put it on the owner and deflect it off the players, and the players don't have to deal with any of it. You know, so I I, I think that's great. Um, and then I and then uh, Lex 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 says, isn't some or most of that money earmarked for and the money that Vesuvius is talking about a uh, hundred million earmarked for the move to of the training center that they're planning for this year? And for equity deposit for possible future stadium or no. Um, you know, we've heard, and this is Vesuvius responds and says, if you believe that there's actually a plan for stadium, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm actually on Vesuvius' side with this one. Because we have heard before all the plans, quote unquote, for a new stadium. You know, a new training center is a new one, though. And I think that that's something. If you hear what Michele from, you know, uh, from In the Shadow of Vesuvio says, I think he's right when it comes to the training center. It's not great. And it's something needs to, you know, they have a nice facade outside now. And, uh, you know, it looks nice from the outside, but honestly, it's not in a great spot, and, and, and the training facility is not the best. And if De Laurentiis is going to, you know, invest in that, then that's great. I It is a way of investing into the club, right? I mean, of course, we need to buy some players 
to, you know, and listen, with the Osman deal, you know, uh, uh, Joe Fischetti said it a few weeks back when he was on. If Napoli don't make the Champions League, whether they do or not, you know, um, we're going to be making Osman money. And then eventually we're going to be making Kvadashkelia money. So there is a, a very good chance that we build slowly with decent players, not big name players, because we don't do that. It's, we're not play. It's just not what we do. But 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 get in quality, good players to get us back to where we need to be, and all the while try to start finding a new location or a new, you know, renovation for for the um, for the training center at least if that because 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 the situation at the maradona whatever right it is what it is the maradona is a sacred ground san paulo it's where it's at is it's a centralized location in naples it's one of those things where uh, at this point i think i'd rather up the training facilities you know the the workout equipment from everything you know from 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 where you train to where you exercise to where you sleep to where you eat to where um you know to to a new location where there's a hotel that's open near them if they need to take a retiro or something like that um Maybe invest a little bit in the youth. I don't know, you know, but 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 it, but the the point I'm trying to make is is there's more than one way to reinvest into the club, other than just splashing cash in the mercato. Speaking of splashing cash in the mercato, you know, I had a lot of uh, of people talking about how De Laurentiis promised to pay sixty million, and I'll get to that in a minute. But I'm gonna move over to the rant. Uh, the rant uh, Discord uh, and Umberto, a buddy of mine, Umberto comes in and he goes, "Ah, can't wait to listen." One thing I've been talking to some friends about is, did Napoli actually get anyone that is both better and as valuable as Elmas was for us in this transfer window? My take is no, but would love to hear your thoughts. Also, where were were we playing better under Garcia than we are right now under Mazzari? With two side eye emojis. Hmm. Okay. Uh, there's a lot to there's a lot to unpack here. I think Traore can be better than Elmas. Yes. I think uh, I've seen Traore play with Sassuolo. Very big fan of him. Elmas is is great. He's a great utility guy. He's a great jolly. I think he had a lot of to offer off the bench, but when he started matches, it was a lot less to offer. Every now and then, he'll score a goal from the starting position. But Traore, for me, is a guy you can start and rely on. So I, I think, yes, Traore can be better than Elmas. It might not happen at first because of the malaria or because of whatever the reason is, he's probably going to be a little rusty at first. Let's just prepare ourselves for that, okay? Because there's a chance that he may not perform the way he should at first. Now, there are conditions to the the requirement to buy at the end of the season. I don't know offhand what those are. But if something happens to where Napoli feel like, you know what, this isn't the right move, I think they have the right to refuse. So we'll see how that goes. But it was a like-for-like 
uh, transfer. Uh, Elmas cost. Elmas brought in twenty five million, and if we do buy uh, Traore, that's a that's a twenty five million purchase. And what's great is that it's in different transfer markets, in different seasons, so we can list it as separate, um, you know, transactions and. That's always good. See, that's what De Laurentiis is the best at, guys. And I, you know, I I I I I hate it because I sound so much like a De Laurentiis fanboy. But I I have to look at the good business that he does. Like it's in my nature. Okay, I know I I realize a lot of the things he says and does. They're wacky. You know, I under I feel why people might not be a fan of his. I get it. I trust me. I get it. He's smug. He's a dick sometimes, but I'm a natural business guy. I look at the business side of it, and I think it's genius. I do. Now, as far as uh, if we were playing better under Garcia than we are under Mazzotti, that's another tough call because while I think. You know, while obviously we got better results under Garcia, there was a lot of confusion amongst the players. There was a lot of uncertainty and unsettled vibes. Um, and I think the writing was on the wall that eventually we would be in the place that we're at now as well. Um you know, we couldn't beat Empoli with this guy, Garcia. Um, we struggled with substitutions. We struggled with formations. We were lost at times. Everybody saw it. And Garcia, because he got a few results at the beginning, listen, we were riding the Scudetto high. And eventually when we lost to Lazio and were exposed, we came down from it quickly. And our morale was not good. And I think that sometimes a difficult decision needs to be made to let go of what you see. And I think De Laurentiis wanted to make sure he was not the guy to take us into the games against Atalanta, Real Madrid, Inter, Juve. You know, and it's unfair to assess Mazzari for those matches. But then by the time we get to Torino and Roma and, you know, the ugly draw with Lazio and the ugly draw with Monza, like, it's it's also unfair to judge Mazzari with that because I think this team, in my opinion, is still so messed up from Garcia and th that, that management. And so... While a case could be made that we got better results with Garcia, I think that Mazzari taking over and changing the system is going to work in the long run for Napoli. I think the new manager that's going to come in next season will probably be more of a guy like Mazzari, but with bet with like more modern edge and. I think the team is bracing themselves for that. I think that's what the the Mercato showed. That defensively we're very solid right now. If we can try to get a, a better couple of better defenders in in the summertime, you know, uh, I know everybody wanted it now, but when you think about it, Dendonker could also be that center back. He's a jolly too. So um, I feel like 
while Mazzari's changing this team around, when Osimhen gets back, when Kvartashvili comes back, which is this weekend from 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 suspension, I think this team can really work that counterattacking system to their favor. Because right now it's not about how beautiful we play. Right now it's about getting the results any which way we can. So if we play ugly Juve style three man backline counterattack, corto muso, whatever you call it, um if it produces results, then I really don't care how it is. And then next year we'll focus on, you know, moving forward. Um Italian Punk responds to Umberto, which Italian Punk has left me a Twitter, which was really, really long. I may I may not be able to talk about it. I only really want another about 10 or 15 minutes on here, but I, I might have to read it and respond because it was a lot. So as much as I didn't like Garcia, we played better under him than we do under Mazzari. I die. We created the second most amount of chances in Serie A under Garcia, and now we can't even create one under Mazzari. People are going to say it's because we had injuries and suspensions, but it's not true. Well, it is true. We did. Mazzari has been there for a few months now, and we can see his style. We went backwards. Mm, but it is true, Italian punk. We we were suspended att- uh, injuries, um, you know, players out for AFCON, like, the truth is there, it is, it's there, you know, you just have to, especially against Lazio, we had so many people missing, the point on the road, I'll take any day of the week, with the amount of players that we were out, I'll take it any day of the week, uh, and then I think Cal Erba comes in and says, Garcia got second place with Roma his first season there. Not saying he's a good manager, but he did not do his research and tried to make a championship-winning squad change the way they played. Benitez tried the same thing at Inter after they won the treble. Yes. Yes. You don't change what's working. And that's it. Felice goes, would be great to hear the backstory of arranging for the trophy appearance at the Trinopoly meet. Other uh, meteor topic. <laughs> I'll get into that for a second. So, okay. The the the, um, the Tri-State Napoli meet. So, I have contacts with Serie A. And all I really did was ask them to have the Scudetto at a party for, for us this season. Uh, I wanted to try to have it for the beginning of the season. It was booked. So the thing is with the Scudetto trophy, with the trophies they have, they get booked in other areas. This is the only Serie A office in the country is in Manhattan, but they're booked in other cities as well. So they travel with this big case, you know, uh, on wheels with the Scudetto inside. And, um, you know, I... I realized that we hadn't had a proper celebration for the Scudetto. And I had the idea, we, we had we were talking about putting on a holiday party, uh, you know, for January 28th for Pizzatiello of Lazio Napoli. And um, 
it wasn't really a holiday party, like a proper one, I, with games and gifts and all that stuff. We we're going to do that for next season, but but things got in the way, and but when Gaetano told me, hey, we've locked in a meet for Sunday the twenty eighth, um, with uh, you know, at at Pizza Tielo, I reached out again, uh, as I did a month prior when we were trying to set up the holiday party. And I reached out, and I had the idea of getting the Scudetto trophy over, um, but I also had the idea of getting the Supercoppa over, you know, if we won the Supercoppa. So, actually, it was the morning of the Supercoppa final where they got back to me and said, hey, it's a go for Sunday. We will be there, and we will bring Scudetto. And I said, hey, what if we win the Super Cup? Can we bring that too? And they said, no problem. So that would have been so cool if we won the Super Cup. Like, I think I was more upset at the fact that we didn't win because that means we don't get two trophies. Like, it was going to be a celebration for the Super Cup as well as a Scudetto party, of course. But what would have been really cool was that it would have been like Napoli Club's first celebration with the Super Cup. It, it, you know, it, it was a great idea. Um, shout out again to the Serie A guys because they were so cool. Uh, it was so great. Um, please look. I'm going to also post this link in the notes too. Please look to try to sign up to Serie A's newsletter. It's in English. It, it's really informative. It's it's um and it helps them to grow the league here. They really are big on growing the league here. So give them a shout, please. Do me a favor. So uh, Felice goes uh, other media topic. What's the likelihood or lack thereof that Kvada is a one season wonder? I've read that the fancy stats still say he's creating chances but not finishing, and I recognize that he's subject to suffocating double teams, but. These alleged salary demands are coming at a bad time. Well, obviously, the the you know with the agent debunking those rumors, um, maybe that was a reaction to the reaction of the demands. Um, but yeah, I I mean I still think that Kvadaskelia has a lot to give. I still think that he's got a very high ceiling. Let's not forget that he's a youngster. Let's not forget that this is only his second season. Like, uh, it's very difficult to duplicate what we did last season. And Kvadaskelia, it just went on a tear. And you could tell that he kind of got figured out towards the end of the season. And that this year he's not having a great time. But also, I feel like there's a lot of distractions on the pitch too with Ossiman and his deal and everything like that. And I think that Ossiman Kvada were really a one, two where if you're missing one of those two, something, something's not going to go right. And, and, you know, I think all the attention is on Kvada Shkelia with all the time that Ossiman is missing. And that could be a big reason why he's not performing this season. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we have Ngonj for a little while, so we'll see maybe if, if Ngonj could help take some of the, the, the attention off of him. But I, I'm not sure if he's a one-season wonder. I just think that, that he had such a great year last year. It was bound to be a down year. Uh, 
Tofa816, what, if any, available sporting directors can the club aim for, and do any of them have a chance in hell of succeeding with ADL breathing down their necks? I think, uh, you know, um, I and the name of the guy is escaping me, but he was the director for Empoli not too long ago, and I forgot his name, but I think he could be available. But I would like to see a former player come in and try try his hand at the role, even if it's a brand new one. That would be so cool, I think. But um, honestly, I don't know who is available. Like I don't know who's on the market. But it was the guy from Empoli that really kind of caught my eye that I, I think I'd like to see him in here. Uh, he's produced a lot of great talent. Uh, but I think Napoli could win with any sporting director, honestly. I mean, we've done well with every sporting director we've had. Um, ADL is going to breathe down everyone's neck. ADL breathed down Per Paolo Marino's neck. He breathed down Bigon's neck. And he breathed down Juntoli's neck. And... We've done well throughout the years, despite having one Scudetto. We have a few Coppa Italia. We're always finishing in the top half of the table. We're always finishing in European places. So I think anybody that comes in could do it. Now, Meluso, uh, you know, we, if you've downloaded Shadow Vesuvio, you'll find out that Michele unveiled that Meluso is not even a sporting director. He just was named it because... Uh, apparently, you have to have listed a sporting director to compete in Serie A. And that's, uh, that's some sort of a rule now. So, you know, it was hasty. And I do believe that a lot of this summer's shenanigans or lack thereof was uh, a direct result of us not being used to being Scudetto content. Scudetto, um, ch- um, um, what's, the word, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Scudetto holders, but Scudetto defenders, right? Um, I think he thought we could do things our way, and I think he didn't do it right, you know? And when I say he, I mean ADL. Pasquale Nap13 says, This is trivial compared to the real problems at the club, but I'm going to enjoy the shirts with the Scudetto on it all the more. Yes, sir. That said, any thoughts on if we see any new kit designs? The lava was cool, but it wasn't a proper game shirt. It's a, actually a, um, a training shirt. Um, those are pretty cool too, by the way. Um, not saying I want more kissing lips or blue flames, but maybe something else before the campaign is done. I like the blue flames one. I, so I have a stack of kits that are on this uh, portable a rack that was kind of leaning forward because there's so many that I just folded away my blue flame jersey. I actually really love it. Um, I'm not so sure we're going to see any more this year. I think if we were going to see it, we would have seen it. I think it's cool that the um, we did do a Halloween one. I think we could stop right there. Like, like you know, everybody makes fun and says, oh, we'll do a St. Patrick's Day one. We'll do an Easter one. If we do do another one, it might be a Valentine's Day. But honestly, I haven't heard anything about that. And it's February 1 now. It's two weeks away. You think you would think you have heard something by now about it. But uh, there's a chance that we don't do anything else about it. Um, I'm really, really happy with the kits that we have this year. Yes, um, playing in them will, re- you know, 
will remind us of how bad the season was. But I think with the Scudetto on it, it just remind like like I like my uh, so Ken Ken Chofredi, you know he's a big uh, season of guy when it comes to kits like. Like he likes the Butoni without the Scudetto and Coppa Italia on it because that's the kit we wore the season we won, and I think he feels the same way about, you know, the kits from last season, which I do too. Trust me, I do. But there's something about being able to wear that thing officially, you know, on your chest or on you know on the, over your heart, which is where I prefer it. But. Um, that's why I had to have every single one of them, and uh, I, I'm I'm not, you know, I'm not upset about spending what I needed to spend to get them. They're, they they mean a lot to me. They really do. Um, and then finally, Jen Rogard says that this is the only question that matters. But baby squid underscore nineteen twenty six, which is Pete Scala. Why did you cut those luscious locks? I'll tell you why. I'm happy that you gave me that um, question, Pete, because I haven't talked about it on air since. Um, I was tired of it. I know, I you know, normally normal people would wait till like the warmer weather. I couldn't take it anymore. One day I woke up and the hair was in my mouth. It was on my chain, stuck on my chain. I went into the shower and I was pulling clumps of hair out, which is not abnormal. I, you know, I do it happens all the time. But just something inside of me said, "I'm done." And when I got to the barber shop and finished the long day, and I realized that we had time between our last appointments and closing time, I sat in Gil's chair and I said, "Just do it." I said, "We, I need, I need this haircut now. Let's go." So that's what happened. Um, I don't regret it. I'm very happy. I don't have to do much to it anymore. Uh, I was only supposed to be down to like the mid part of my neck, maybe my shoulder. Um, And I let it go to see how far I could go. And it got all the way down to like the top of my ass when you freaking, you know, when you straighten it out. But it was so curly and thick and bouncy and it was just... It was a lot. Now, don't get me wrong. I think I missed the way it looks when it was in a ponytail. But at the same time, I had to take the ponytail off and re- readjust it all the time. Like, my hair is just so thick that it just doesn't, you know, it it, it beats any uh, <laughs> hair tie that I ever had. Um, I've broken so many, it's not even funny. But, yeah, man, I, I'm just happy that I did it. Now, the beard, you'll never see me shave the beard off. That's That's crazy. That's crazy talk. Never do it. Um, all right, uh, I'm going to hit Facebook up really quick. I know I've been talking about, you know, I know I've been on here for a while, but I do want to give everybody love. I just do. So Joseph Analore from Facebook, uh, and, uh, this is on the Tifosi Napoli Club, New Jersey site. You know, they were very nice enough to let me post on there whenever I have a show. Um, and I want to say thank you to Vic and all everybody from the, that that club uh, you guys are doing a great job by the way it's definitely the way the club should be run very good so Joseph Analore gives a transfer grade of 3.5 out of 10 and his elaboration is we needed a bona fide pacey left center back since uh, since we're around last spring he says 
Summer and winter transfer now have passed, and this profile still wasn't bought. Uh, can't grade it better than a 5 for this reason alone. As time passes, hindsight might say Natan and or winter transfers pan out amazingly. But asking me right now, 3.5. Some may say, well, Kim was a gamble. Kim was not a gamble. Sorry. He had plenty of European competition experience and was his country's top three player easy. We got Natan to replace him, and that was scandalous. And then he goes, with that said, too, I can easily see my score changing in hindsight with a higher score. However, we won't know until the end of, last, end of the season the earliest. Popovich alone could make this winter transfer 10 out of 10, but we won't know what he is until, well, who really knows? And I got to say, Joseph, I thought that was a great answer. Um, I'm with you when it comes to seeing in the future what they do, right? You can grade it now as you see it, and then you can grade it again later to see how it works, whether it goes up or down. I'm a very big fan of that, and I applaud that. Um, but I do think that you're selling the Mercato a little short uh, because I feel like, well, first of all, let's talk about Natan, even though he's not part of this transfer. Yes, you're right about Kim. He wasn't just this gamble. You're right, 100%. I don't think Natan is a gamble either. I think he's got what it takes to become the next Koulibaly, the next Kim. But we got him at a really young age and at a point where he's not seasoned yet, where we have to season him. Where we, uh, on the on the flip side, we got Kim, who was ready to go. But if you remember Koulibaly, he wasn't that much ready to go either when we got him. He was probably the same as Natan, a little bit sketchy, a little a little bit missing from his game that he developed underneath us. I think Kim will become that. So I don't know about scandalous, but. I could subscribe to we needed someone with a little more experience and ready to go to replace Kim. And we could have brought in him and Natan. So I'm with you there. As far as the Mercato, like I said, this time around goes, uh, you know, it's a little specific that you say we needed a left center back. It's hard to go ahead and get specific players like that in the in the winter time. Of course, Dragusin would have been the answer, like I said earlier. It just wasn't in the cards for him. But I got to say, I think Dendonker's going to do it, man. I think he's going to be the guy to help us out when we need a little help. Because when you think about it, we've got another defensive midfielder that can help out with Lobotka and Gisa or what have you. And we also have a guy that will help out if we need to drop him back into defense and move, like, say, Di Lorenzo over. So I think we're very, very, I think the, the Docker move was a very versatile move. And if we're going to be changing formations here and there. So we'll see. Time will tell, my friend. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um. Now to my friend, till the end, Italian Punk on Twitter, on X, whatever you want to call it. I know he came in and chimed in on one of the uh, the discords. A couple of weeks ago, I told him, well, he said something about he's he's going to 
disappear for a little while. And I said, yeah, you know what? Well, I'll talk to you at the end of the month. That sounds healthy because we get into a lot of battles. So he goes, ciao, Bello. It's February 1st, and as I promised, I'm back. First and foremost, we are a mid-table team. That is undeniable. Now I'm going to break this down. I'm going to break this thing down as I see the, the need to stop because it's a lot. Yeah, we're a mid-table team on paper. We're also three points out of the Champions League. So a win and we're back to the top of the table. So uh, I can't subscribe to that. Yes, looking at it, Napoli are in ninth. Officially, Napoli are in ninth. But with Napoli, you're not going to finish ninth. So that's it. Secondly, he goes, what happened to the 60 mil that ADL promised he was going to spend to strengthen the team? I don't remember seeing a quote by ADL saying, I promise to spend $60 million. Like I said earlier, if he buys everybody that he took on loan in the summer, he will have spent a total of $60 million this Mercato. Actually, 55 excuse me. Um, but show me where he said he was going to promise to do that because the only thing I've seen, and I looked it up, the only thing that I was able to see was that Il Matino came out and said ADL plans to spend 60 million euro for the Mercato. That's the only thing that I saw because the actual quote was everything that happened so far is my responsibility. The blame shouldn't fall on the players or coaches, but just on me. I have to apologize to the Neapolitans if we are where we are in the standings. The season is long. We'll be active on the transfer market. And you can't say we weren't active on the transfer market. Bottom line. He goes on to say, also what happened to that sit-down that he promised us by January 24th or 25th where he was going to tell us the quote-unquote truth. ADL is the cancer of Napoli. We will never be anything more than a provincial team. As long as he owns the club, he's a liar who hates Napolitani. Okay. Mm. Provincial, but we won the Scudetto. Provincial, but we're top 20 team in Europe. Provincial, but we're two games away from qualifying for the Club World Cup. Like, don't give me that. Don't give me that provincial stuff because that's... That's bullshit. He's not a liar. He talks a lot of shit, but he's not a liar. Come on. He just takes fans like yourself and countless others and blows false hope up their ass. The market isn't over. Oh, now he's using my quotes. The market isn't over, quote unquote. You said earlier in January. And how did he respond? He went to go get Mazzocchi, who he absolutely did not need and is not a material upgrade over Zanoli. Mazzocchi has a national team call-up and has a huge upside over Zanoli, without question. He replaced Elmas with a player who hasn't played in a year and was just battling malaria. Okay, you're right. No, you're right, 100%. But Traore is going to be a better signing than Elmas. Once he gets better, mind you, like I said, he passes medical, he's cleared to play. 
He got another midfielder who he's going to convert into a defender who hasn't played less than 15 games all year and less than five as a defender. Um, maybe he didn't play that many games all year, but he has 65-plus games at the club level at center back. So he's not converting him into a defender. He's actually a defender part-time. And then Ngonj, who really may end up being a good player, but a player who plays a position where we just renewed the starter and a position where he spent $30 million this summer already. We just renewed the starter. Yeah, Politano, 30. Ngonj, 23. I mean, let's go. Let's, 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 you know, come on. And Ngonj is a very versatile player who can play at the false nine as well. So a position where he spent $30 million this summer already. Yeah, okay, uh, Lindstrom. Obviously, something's up with Lindstrom. Obviously, because two coaches now aren't playing him that much. It was the same thing as Elmas, where every coach that comes in doesn't see a starting position for Elmas, probably because it doesn't need to be there. He says the truth of the matter is we sold Elmas uh, and then we didn't bring a player that is better than him. Napoli literally got worse in this transfer window because we got rid of who? Because we got rid of Elmas and brought in Ngonj and... Or is it because we got rid of Zanoli and and and, and Zerbin and Gaetano? <laughs> Come on, man. What happened to the center back he was going to sign? Den Dunker just spoke to spoke about that. We are literally playing anti-calcio with Mazzari. We are worse than with Garcia. I don't agree. Um, at the end of the day, I don't agree. Uh, Garcia was headed down a downward spot. I'm not saying that Garcia is a bad coach where he was before. But it was one of those things with Ancelotti. Ancelotti is one of the best coaches in the world. It just didn't work out with us. He didn't flow with us. That's it. Uh, he says that with Garcia, we at least had a shot on goal. We create the second amount of amounts of chances. What he said last time, on the on the on the Discord, um, with Mazzari, we look like a team that is fighting for relegation. This is ADL's fault, no one else's, and this only proves my point that we last, that last we win the we win the scudetto not because of ADL, but despite having that clown as our owner. If you think the moves, this transfer window, were moves to help us win, you're severely mistaken. No, the, the, the moves are to help us get to top four. To win matches. Not to win the title, win the Scudetto. To, to advance as far as we possibly could. He says, please wake up and smell the coffee. ADL doesn't want to win. Yeah, he doesn't want to win. You're right. You're right. 100% doesn't want to win. It's not worth it to him. He just wants to compete. And line his pockets. Okay. So ADL's a papo and this is nothing new. He says, I respect you and your opinions and everything you do for the Napoli community. I thank you for that. But I have to say it's fans like myself, yourself, that I'm not I'm not starting to put blame on. That I'm now starting to put blame on. Just accepting this dismantling of the team instead of calling him out for it. I don't think he's listening to me, buddy. <laughs> Look at what is happening in body. They quickly realize that ADL clan does not want to win. They were two seconds from promotion last season, dude. Don't give me that. This is this is I this is one of the things I hate the most. 
One of the things I hate the most when you tell me an owner doesn't want to win. He didn't he hasn't wanted to win for 20 years. Is that what you're trying to tell me? This guy came in and for 20 years has been milking us really. Really you really believe that in your heart of hearts? You really do believe that. And and you will. You, nothing's going to change your mind. That's fine. Not even the scudetto. Not even the one thing that validates him and everything that he did. Okay, yeah, we won despite him. Sure, the players on the pitch have a have a have a have a gripe with him, and and always have, and they won just despite him. Yeah, he's he he. he you making him sound like the owner from that movie Major League that wants to move the team to Miami, from Cleveland. That's what you're making him sound like. When in reality, Napoli are the most efficient run and and. And well-run club as far as players on the pitch and the money. And we won a Scudetto. We won a Scudetto. We're a team from the South. Who put the players there? What do you mean we won in spite of him? Who put the players there, dude? Who signed them? Who pays them? Who 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 runs the whole club? Tell me one other team since 2001 that has won a Scudetto besides Inter Milan and Juve, the conglomerates that they are. You tell me one. Look what's happening in body. They quickly realize the ADL clan doesn't want to win. And all they want to do is profit. And those fans are starting an uproar. That is pride. Yeah, okay. The only thing that matters is the shirt, the city, and the people who sacrifice so much to support the team. It is the only thing that matters. But the shirt is not... The Napoli shirt is SSC Napoli. That's the players. That's the manager. That's the... That's Tommy Starace. That's everybody that works in Napoli, and it's the owner. That's what the shirt is. Right? And ADL doesn't give a rat's ass about the people. In fact, he hates Napolitani. Once again, reiterating, he hates Napolitani. You are a prominent voice for Napoli fans in the United States. Thank you. And as such, I personally believe that instead of condoning what ADL is doing and making excuses for him, it's time you start calling him out. Again, Seabody, or else... You are just as much at fault as he has him. So I'm the reason Napoli are ninth in the table. I'm the reason Spalletti left. I'm the reason Zielinski wants to go to Inter. I'm the reason. Me. I'm the reason. It's my fault. I'm the guy that tells ADL, yo, listen, you're doing a great job. Don't worry about it. As a matter of fact, I have conceded this season that ADL has messed up on a lot of things. But I have never and I will never admit that he's doing it on purpose. That we won a Scudetto. Well, we can't have that in Naples. No way. I'm okay to admit when he's wrong and when he's at fault. And I've done it multiple times and so has he. But for you to sit there and say to me that it's my fault because I condone his moves? No, I support the team. 
which in turn is supporting him. If you really believe we got nothing in this Mercato, I'll tell you what, if we stay ninth place, if we don't make Europe this year, I will concede to you. But you but but the thing is is that you, when I say concede to you, I'll say you know what, you're right about this season. We made a lot of mistakes because the season's not over yet. Yes, so far we've made mistakes, but he's trying to write it, right? So if these moves helped write it, then you ha- I want to have you on my show, Italian Punk. I want to have you as a guest and come on and say, Rafa, you were right. And at the same token, I'll have you come on and I'll say, Italian Punk, whatever your real name is, you were right. This season he got it bad. But I will never, ever admit to anybody that ADL doesn't want to win. That he sees a problem in winning. That's the most asinine thing I've ever heard in my entire life. You have an agenda against ADL, that's fine. That's fine. But you need to give him his freaking just due. Because I've said this from day one. The guy could do no wrong if he brings us a Scudetto. And he has. Napoli wearing a fucking Scudetto on their shirt this season, buddy. Give him some sort of props. I gotta go. Now I'm pissed. You guys take care. Italian Punk, I'm, I'm, I don't know what to say, man. Like, again, I respect you and your opinion. I, I you know, I don't respect your opinion, but I respect that you have an opinion. And I'll never take that away from you. I respect that you have an opinion and an outlook. And I'd like for you to come on so we can debate this at the end of the season. At the end of the season. Not now. But thank you so much for everybody for listening. Uh, please check out Far uh, In the Shadow of Vesuvio at Far From Vesuvius. Uh, we don't have a Twitter handle for this show yet, but I will get one and an Instagram I will start that one up. Oh, we have a new host, show, uh, co-host joining us very, very, very soon. Hopefully for the next show. Uh, I don't want to reveal it now, but he's getting ready. Um, and I just want to say thank you for listening and thank you for joining. And thank you for contributing uh, with everything on social media, guys. I really do appreciate you. <sighs> Let's all take a deep breath. <laughs> No matter what, no matter what, Forza Napoli, sempre. Ciao, ciao. Oh